Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is Ask Daydon Advice Lunch Hour. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I've been getting some really good feedback about the uh, this this new uh, time slot, this new segment that I've been doing here. And, you know, it's not – I don't want anyone to, you know, think we're we're moving permanently or – you know, we're not doing the nine o'clock hour. Um, it's that's you know what it's always been. That's what it's going to continue to be. But um, there have been times where this works better for me. Uh, I know that there's some of you guys where uh, you know earlier in the day works out. So you just got to kind of follow me on Facebook, uh, you know, Instagram, all that stuff to to kind of see when I'm going to be live uh, live next. Um, so yeah, tonight, man, or actually today. Uh, I want to talk about, um, you know, and I've been talking about over the last few weeks um, doing this show on uh, really for the ladies. Why am I still single? You know, we, um, you know, in today's society, we see a lot of conversation around, you know, dating and relationships and, you know, single black women. And, you know, I see a lot of people talking around the real issues. You know, talking around the real problems in many cases. You know, talking about you know, it's it ends up being like a, a blame game. You know, it's it's women versus men, men versus the women. Let's you know, it's all your fault, and no, it's not my fault, and this and that, and you know, and the reality is a lot of that. You know, there's some truth to a lot of those those things, but what I try to focus on is you know, internalizing. You know, as as men, what can we do better? You know, here here's what the women are saying. You know some of their frustrations are, and you know let's take that back and and reflect on it and figure out how we can maybe present to them a better package. You know, and the same thing, uh, you know, for the ladies is, you know, hey ladies, this is what you know men in the barbershops are saying. This is what you know we're we're talking about when we get together at the basketball court in the gym wherever. You know, and these are some of the reasons why we're not committing like we once did or you know what I mean why we're frustrated with the with the dating pool in today's society and so um that's what I do you know that's what I've done over the last 10 years here uh, on the show is just try to bridge that gap and you know start the conversation um that that conversation is often continued you know on social media over in the uh, friends of the date on Tolbert show group and um you know like I said and here on the show uh, so that's what I'm going to do today a little bit is just, you know, go over some of those, uh, just the major things. And, and this I may do a part two. You know, I may do a part two, but I want to be clear uh, that today's show is specifically for the ladies, uh, all right, to to reflect. And it's not, you know, let's bash women, let's, you know, come that It's really to help you guys as women listen and say, wow, you know, if this is something that you can relate to, you know, just, you know, take it and change it or, or incorporate certain things into your daily life. You know, if it's not something that you can relate to, hey, you know, that's something you may want to disregard. But I guarantee if you're single, there will be some things said today that you will absolutely be able to uh, relate to and that will resonate in your, you know, particular life. Um, just a quick recap um of, of Friday the last time I was live um I came back to talk uh politics on uh Friday and at a at an earlier time at the 12 o'clock hour uh as they on lunch hour and all I did was talk about politics I talked about you know Hillary Clinton I talked about Donald Trump I talked about a lot of the the media manipulation surrounding um the uh you know this election season so you know and, and I really did that show for people who you know, are kind of just going with the flow, 
you know, they don't really know. Okay, it's like, okay, I've heard Hillary Clinton is dishonest. You know, I've I've heard Donald Trump is a racist. But really, I mean, you know, and that's not an accusation, but let's be real. Like a lot of people really don't know what what it means or what people mean when they say Hillary is dishonest. Like they have no idea about Benghazi. They have no idea about the, these email leaks. They have no idea about, you know, her, her – um, just using uh, fake email accounts and, and you know just circumventing the, the the government email servers and all that whole like they don't really know they haven't followed it which is fine you know but if you if you don't know or you're unsure or you're unclear you know you've never really heard Donald Trump say anything racist you've just been following the the media narrative oh he said this about Muslims and you don't really understand exactly you know listen to that show because I really broke everything down. And I think, uh, in fact, I know there's no one that would that could listen in um, to that show, you know, from a Christian standpoint, and not at least have some type of knowledge and, and understanding of, you know, of what's going on. So definitely check that out, and and all shows, uh, which are archived at uh, at DataOnTolbertShow.com, as well as uh, on iTunes. A um, couple of things real quick, and like I said, I don't want to. I, don't, I really don't even want to talk politics because <laughs> I'm I'm like politicked out. You know, I told y'all last time. I just want to, you know, talk get back to kind of what I'm used to doing. Um, but like I said, when more things happen, I will definitely discuss. But I, I logged on today, and I saw a, uh, you know, a, a, a article, a story about, um, you know, just their their the Satanists. So let me just tell you guys real quick that what's happening is. You know, we're seeing more gay rights and gay marriages, same-sex, you know, acceptance. We're seeing, you know, and what comes along with that, you're seeing a lot more atheists, you know, expressing their rights. It's like, whoa, the gays got this. Well, you know, we as atheists want this. Well, okay, if we give this to the gays, we got to give it to the atheists. If we give it to the atheists, then we got to give it to the Satanists. You know what I'm saying? And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And that's one of the things I talked about on uh, Friday night, that people need to really start to make that connection. Because, you know, if you put, just really understand. And I understand a lot of people don't like Trump. Trump, I get it. But just understand, with a Democratic, uh, you know, liberal platform, with a liberal agenda being pushed so heavily, if you put that in office, we're talking about the Supreme Court. We're talking about, you know, Congress and the Senate and all types of different, uh, you know, legislation that will be passed for all of these things that I would hope that as Christians we do not support. You know, they're talking, they're building a satanic statue. They're already built one in Oklahoma. They're building different ones, monuments, like at the city halls. You know what I mean? Like statues of state, like major influential places in different cities around the country. Those are happening. They're being planned. We're just going to see more of it. The, the school curriculums are now being forced to incorporate uh, you know, homosexual, transgender uh, you know, pieces of the curriculum in, you know, into these schools, in public schools. You know, the, the uh, atheists and, and Satanists, it's all... You know, the separation of church and state opens the door for so many different things. And if you have a, a liberal agenda, you know, uh, with the majority of, uh, you know, the Congress, then, you know, so much, you know, we, there's no telling what all could happen. And so I just want people to understand that. You know, really understand what you're siding on for. When you vote for Hillary, understand what all comes along with that. You know, but that's really all I wanted to say about, um, you know, about that. Keep that stuff in mind. 
Um, as always, guys, I meant to tell you the phone lines are open six four six two zero 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 three six six. If you guys have any questions, comments, different things, but um, you know it, it's it's really getting crazy out here. You know, I was watching, um, and I like I said I want to talk about a couple different things around the world before we get into uh, um, why am I single. I was watching, uh, you know, VH1, and VH1 has a couple new shows. I don't know if you guys have seen them. We got a couple new shows on VH1. We got the uh, Mark Lamont Hill show. You know, we got the uh, Amber the Amber Rose show. I'm sorry, it's not the Amber. It's just Amber Rose show, which is a whole other topic in and of itself. Like, why is it just called Amber Rose show? Like, no the or whatever. Um, so you got these two shows, and I, I'm going to talk about those shows briefly. And, it, and they actually very much so tie into what – I'm going to get into when I talk about why am I single because there, there, there's an agenda, guys. You guys have to understand there's absolutely an agenda, you know, and the agenda, you know, by the media, by the government, you know, as you guys should know by now, is to separate the black family, the current black family as, we have, as we've known it, but also to prevent the formation of black family, meaning keeping black women single. You know, keep putting black men in jail, shooting black men, killing black men, you know, putting black women out on the streets or creating an environment that really makes it impossible for any sensible, godly Christian man, you know, to to want to start a family with some of these women. That's the agenda. And I, and I tell you guys all the time, that's what they did back in slave times. You know, they separated the black men. They took him out the home first. They killed him. They, they beat him, you know, did all types of stuff. You know, maimed him, you know, took off a finger, did all types of stuff, you know, and, and totally separated him, removed him from the from the family. And then, you you know, you put the mom, you know, you put the, put the children in the, in the fields, right, put them to work, you know, made the mom, you know, strippers, whores, you know, put them in the field, too. But they, you know, they, and many of them, in many cases, became sex slaves. And that was specifically done by the system. Now, yeah, you had the slave masters on the individual plantations, but there was a system created that that's what was going to happen. We're going to break up the black family. And what a lot of people don't understand is we are currently living in really what's known as modern-day slavery. It's, it's still slavery. It's just a different type of slavery. It's still the same you know, plan, the same model of uh, breaking up the black family, you know, separating the black man, doing whatever with him. You look at the, uh, the prison system. Look at the criminal justice system. You know, you wonder why it's you know so disproportionate. You know, between black black men and white men, and you know different races. You know, this is why. You know, there's not an agenda to destroy the white family. You know, like it is the black family. And so, now don't get me wrong. There is an overall satanic attempt to destroy family in general, but specifically in this country, we're talking about you know the black family. And so, you know, there are other places or other systems and processes in place to to carry out that plan. So what is that plan? What what other kinds of things are they doing? Well, you you know, you're taking people, you know, these entertainers, these celebrities, you know, these uh I mean, you know, quote unquote pastors, you know, and you're giving them this this voice, you're giving them these platforms where they can reach millions of people, these talk show hosts, singers, you know, athletes, whatever. And you put them in positions of power and influence, and then what comes out of their mouth 
99.9% of the time is specifically designed to, you know, to uh, negatively influence uh, the black family. You know, and, 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 you know, I mean, just just look at the, the entertainers. Just look at the entertainers. You got Beyonce. I mean, if you want to look at talk shows, you got Wendy Williams and, um, you know, Tyrese talking, you know, saying all types of stuff. Uh, I mean, the list just goes on and on. I mean, too many to name. Um, and now the newest, I guess, addition to that is, uh, you know, this whole Amber Rose show. You know, I mean, she she's, I mean, everyone knows who Amber Rose is. I mean, she's famous for basically being a hoe. You know what I mean? Like, not like, you know, in a bad way, I mean, but that's just what she is. She's called herself a hoe on, on the new show. She's like, well, hey, I'm a hoe, you know what I mean? And so, you know, she walks around naked. She, you know, talks about sex. She has a foul mouth. She, you know, is, you know, admittedly promiscuous. Um, I mean, you know, pretty much all the, the, the qualifications of being a hoe, I mean, she embraces them, not just you know, uh, is them and has them, but she embraces them and flaunts them and glorifies those things, you know. And so what we're seeing is, you know, this these are the new voices. This is the new generation. You got Amber Rose, who's younger. You got Mark Lamont Hill, who's younger. Actually, he's around my age. But, you know, a younger voice, a new voice, you know, it's, and, and you got to have people who are, um, you know, pushing that agenda. You know, if you, and I just encourage everyone to at least why don't you don't have to DVR it or you know make it part of your weekly rotation, but you know just watch it. You know, just really watch the Amber Rose show. And this is this is someone who's on VH1, a major, the same network that you know houses, you know, Love and Hip Hop and just about every other ghetto ratchet reality TV show that's targeting the black community. You know, and so. Yeah, just watch it. Just see and be like, wow. I see what Daydon is talking about. Like, wow. And really ask yourself, like, wow, what role does this play uplifting us? How does this make us better as a people? How does this encourage, you know, black men and women to, to cultivate positive and, 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 you know, godly relationships? You know, I mean, I mean, it doesn't. And that's the whole point. You know, ask yourself, like, what, what does this do to give our young black women you know, positive role models and, and the information necessary to for them to respect themselves. Ask yourself these questions as you're watching the show, and then you'll be like, wow. You know, and then, like, well, then in that case, if it doesn't, if it clearly doesn't do those things, then why is it on TV? You know, how do we ask yourself, how do we go from, you know, Family Matters, The Cosby Show, A Different World, you know, Parenthood, all the great black comedies, how do we go from those, you know, to... Love and Hip Hop, Amber Rose Show. Like, how does that happen? Well, it happens because there's an agenda to destroy the black family in a way that it wasn't necessarily being pushed before. All right? It's, it's crazy. Now, some some people may be listening and say, well, you know, they don't. I, I've seen that guy, uh, Mark Lamont Hill. Like, what? You know, he's on CNN. I mean, he, he you know, has a new book out. He talks about, you know, race and, and you know, the black lives matter and different things like that. Well, what do you? what's wrong with his show? I thought that was a positive show. Well, you know, what's the issue with that? Well, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked. And the answer to that that question is, see, that, and I was very shocked actually. I was like, okay, I'll check because I, I actually know Mark Lamont Hill. He's from Philly. Uh, a buddy of mine went to high school with him. Um, you know, here in Philadelphia, and you know, I've, I've generally agree with a lot of his commentary on CNN. 
You know, and so I was like, wow, okay, that's kind of cool. He has a, a show on VH1. But even before seeing his show, I was like, wait, well, you know, I, I know the agenda. Like, I know what VH1 represents. I know how that goes. And so I asked myself, I said, okay, let me let me check it out. So when I saw it, I was, you know, I saw the first one. I haven't, I'm not going to say I've seen every show. I don't know how many he's had so far, but I saw the first one, you know, the first, uh, the premiere of it. And, and who who's on the premiere of Mark Lamont Hill's show? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's, you know, I don't know if you saw it, but you got Stevie J and Jocelyn. I mean, excuse me, not Jocelyn Hernandez. Um, who was it? It wasn't Stevie J and Jocelyn. It was uh, Stevie J and uh, Shawnee O'Neal, the the CEO and the, the, the creator of Basketball Wives, that, you know, what really is known as being one of the original ratchet, you know, black reality shows. Uh, that started this whole new new trend and it had you know several spinoffs. You know, and it really is indicative of you know those two. I mean, Stevie J epitomizes really at the end of the day what's all that is wrong with black men. I mean, you know, he really represents like the kind of guy you just don't want. The womanizer, the cheater, the you know, I mean, you know, just everything. If you know about African American, the history of African American television, you know he's that that quote unquote black buck, if you will, the the sex object, you know the, that that and that's that's historical, like that's that's always been the, you know the model for black film in in, in television, you know you got your your Foxy Brown types, you got your you know Shaft and you know Dolomite, you know what I mean like all these guys like that, you know and he basically is the modern day representation of that. You know, and it's the same formula, it's the same, you know, buffoonery. And we just have to really get back to, first and foremost, recognizing that there is, in fact, an agenda to poison us. You know, I mean, you saw, you go to the, the market and you're looking for apples. You know, you don't, you look at them. You don't just pick whatever. You look at them to make sure they're not damaged. You don't just, you know, grab an apple and eat it. You look at it. You check it out first. And that's what we need to start doing with with TV, with with entertainment. You know, look at it. You know, be, you look at it before you allow your kids to look at it, and then look at it before you even allow yourselves to get hooked on it. As, like they, my family did that with uh, with uh, with me. Like we we were allowed to watch Cosby Show. We were allowed to watch Different World. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when uh, In Living Color came on, you know, my parents were like, okay, cool, In Living Color. Let's, you know, let's check it out. See what this is all about. But it became, you know, apparent that there was, a, you know, that show was not for kids. There was a lot of inappropriate, buffoonish, you know, uh, content in that. And so we weren't allowed to watch uh, uh, In Living Color. But they checked it out first. They gave it a shot. I remember watching it. And they were, after that, they were like, Mm-mm, nope, not, not, nope, not this one. And that was the last time I watched In Living Color, you know, <laughs> with them. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, you know, like so. So as far as Mark Lamont Hill goes, and that's not to say that he still can't do what he does on CNN, but the whole first show was was utter and complete buffoonery. You know, I mean, that's just what it was. I don't know if you guys. Saw, I'm just talking about the premiere episode. It was complete buffoonery, talking about nothing about more nothing, and and that and it, a lot of times what it does is it's designed to water down. And I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, they're not out here trying to destroy the black church. They want to water it down. They want to make it so that you can't even recognize who's of the church and who's not of the church, who's of the world and who's not. And that's kind of what they're doing with these quote-unquote intellectuals. 
You know, okay, we'll have you on CNN talking about serious matters, then we'll have you on VH1 to have you talking about foolishness. So it waters it down. So people don't know who you are and what you represent, really. You know, and so, I mean, and it's really unfortunate because I, I, I like Mark Lamont Leho. I don't, you know, like I said, I, I agree with a lot of the things that he has to say. But um, it's just, I just, you know, hopefully everyone at this point knows what VH1 and, and the overall mainstream media, you know, what they represent. And it's you know it's nothing good, all right. So yeah, man, I just want, and that's kind of what I kind of the direction I wanted to talk or go in in regards to what's going on in the world because I have a lot of stuff to talk about, you know, as far as um I have more stuff I want to talk about in the entertainment news, you know what I mean? I, I've I've broken down. If you guys uh, mentioned the last time I was live, I've broken down my what's going on in the world segment because it was getting to be like whole shows were. You know what I mean? Well, what's going on in the world, which is cool because there's a lot lot to talk about. But what I've done now is I've broken that segment down into into sec- different sections. And so we have the, the political portion of what's going on in the world. You know, I have the race relations uh, segment and what's going on in the world. And then I have, you know, entertainment news, which I'm about to get into. And then, you know, then you got the ask date on questions and things like that. And, you know, if we have a particular topic, you know, then they'll get into that. But um, so, yeah, that's how I want to do it going forward. So what's going on in, in entertainment news? You know, there's there's been a lot happening that what I want to do today is is use the entertainment industry to talk about and to identify so many of these issues that are keeping many African-American women single, many single, successful African-American women single, you know, and we need to address these issues. There's a lot going on that no one, and I mean no one, is talking about mainly, not even these churches, mainly because they're afraid to offend people. They're afraid of being labeled judgmental. You know, they are afraid to, to piss people off, to lose ratings, to lose advertising dollars. You know, and at the end of the day, I don't care about any of those things. I just want to keep it honest, keep it real, and uh, help people really understand, you know, what role they're playing in their uh, in their circumstance. Because the reality is, there's so many people who are not happy out here. You know, and shout out to people who are. It's great. That, you know, love is great. You know, shout out to my wife. She had a great 40th birthday celebration this past weekend. You know, thank you to all the likes and comments and thumbs up. Like, love is great. Marriage is great. You know, but the reality is, how many people do you know that are really happily married? You know, how many people do you really know that are really happy in life? You know, the reality is, it's a lot of unhappiness, and, and, and that is indicative, you know, uh, through these Facebook statuses, through a lot of these comments, through the, you know, the postings and different things. It's like, whoa, you know, what, what's really going on? Let's talk about why you're unhappy. You know, if you, if you and if you want to take it to that next level, we can, you know, set up some private counseling sessions relationship coaching there's you know that's what i do you know that is really the key to love you know but um yeah so but real quick before i even jump into it toya wright you know uh my condolences go out to her she's little wayne's uh baby's mother she um she uh you know her her two brothers were were killed um over the weekend like drive-by shooting you know, I mean, this is, I mean, it's crazy on so many levels. I mean, it's crazy just because people are getting killed like that. I mean, that's just crazy in and of itself. Um, but then when you look at 
I mean, the 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 disparity, you know, there's not, you don't see that on CNN. I mean, you know, two, these are two people just just gunned down, you know. But let a police officer gun down two, you know, unarmed black men. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, let's riot, you know, let's riot, let's march, let's protest. Black Lives Matter. I haven't heard or seen not one Black Lives Matter posting or hashtag associated. With the death, I mean, of Toya Rice's brother. I mean, do, does anyone even know their names? I mean, like, you know, Alton Sterling, you know, Philando Castile, right? Everyone knows those names. But what what are the what are the names of Toya Wright's, you know, brothers? I mean, call, let me know, because I don't know. You know, I'm, I don't even know. That's how crazy. And I, if I don't know, I know you guys don't know. You guys see my point? You guys see the media manipulation? And so so I was just going to say, start off with that, you know. You know, rest in peace to them. But let's, you know, black lives. Black lives matter. Let's, you know, let's really let them matter. Let's stop the violence. Let's, you know, let's let's learn their names. Let's protest for them. Let's let's put some pressure on these on the New Orleans Police Department to to find these killers. So it's crazy in that in those two regards. But what's unfortunately what's also crazy, you know, and not to get too deep into it because I have a lot of other things I want to talk about tonight, but this really can't be overlooked. I mean, if you understand how the world works, if you understand the price of fame, you understand what it means to be a celebrity, you know, and you see all of these so many types of, of similar murders of close family members of celebrities, you know, I mean, at some point we got to start acknowledging which we do here every night, you know, how this game really is played. You know, there are sacrifices, unfortunately, that are necessary to achieve a certain level of stardom, whether that's in the beginning uh, of your, your rise to stardom, whether that's on the back end, whether it's somewhere in the middle. You know, it's different things, you know, and uh, we just got to really be aware that, you know, what the Bible says is, we, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know, but instead against spiritual wickedness in high places. A lot of, a lot of places, don't, a lot of people don't understand what Deuteronomy eighteen ten is all about. Eighteen ten through twelve is all about. It says, let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or their daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens engages in witchcraft or casts spells, who is a medium or spiritualist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. And so what people need to understand is that, and I'm not, like I said, I could do a whole show on, on this, but and I have actually check out the archives, but if you look at it, it says because of these same detestable practices, the Lord your God. That basically means that this is that was being done. It was commonplace. You know, it was common for people to do everything that was named there. It was common for people to sacrifice their sons. It was common for people to sacrifice their daughters, their brothers, their mothers, their whole freaking family. 
Okay, that was commonplace. And it says because of these things, these people are detestable to God, and it would drive out these nations before you. You know, people practicing witchcraft and, and you know, spells and sorcery, consulting the dead, mediums, all that stuff is detestable and was commonplace back then amongst the celebrities, the entertainers, the people who were famous of that time, the rich, the powerful. Guess what, guys? Nothing has changed. You know, just like they were, they were detestable then, guess what? They're still detestable now. Just like they were commonplace then, they're commonplace now. The celebrities then sacrificed their sons and daughters. Guess what? Guess what's happening today, guys? You know, but again, now am I saying that's, you know, Toya Wright situation? Am I saying that's Kanye West situation? Am I saying that's Nicki Minaj? I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Maybe a coincidence, maybe not. But for anyone to think that this stuff didn't happen then, you know, and it doesn't still happen today. You just, you know, you're just not under, you're not reading the Bible. You're not understanding the Bible. So I just want to, you know, again, I want to start off with with really just a rest in peace to, um, you know, anyone who is experiencing uh, any type of loss of life, because it's getting crazy out here. You know, what else is going on out here, man? I was gonna wait to talk about this, but um. I mean, you know, what the heck? Why not talk about it right now? Everyone's talking about Malia Obama. You know, Malia Obama. Malia Obama was, is if you don't know, is getting older. I think she's, what, 18, uh, 17, 18. She's going to be starting Harvard, you know, in the fall. And, uh, you know, it's she, she's expressing herself. Now, here's the thing. Let me just talk about Malia Obama for a second. And, and, you know, I have no problem with Malia Obama, Sasha Obama. I mean, I met them when you guys met them as, you know, as, you know, as as celebrities or, you know, public figures or whatever. Never met them personally, but I'm saying I was introduced to them when, when everyone else was, you know, when Obama was was put in office. And they were kids. They were little girls. You know, I remember saying then, and many of you may remember, I did a whole show just on, you know, on on parenthood. You know, I said, you know, as parents we have to, you know, the best parents. I do a lot of Mother's Day. Every year I do a Mother's Day special. I do a Father's Day special. Talk about the importance of being a good mother, a quality mother, father, you know, you know, parenting as a whole, lack of parenting in the black, you can Google parenting in the black community and listen to that, one of those specials. You know, and so I talk a lot about that. And and what's what's unfortunate with them is, and I really pray for them, a lot of people say, Dad, you know, you're judging them or you're hard on this not about that it's 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 really sympathy it's you need to we need to pray for these kids because what's happening in today's society is children not just celebrity children but just children in general are growing up with younger parents they're growing up with parents who do not and did not have the same level of morals and values that you know we were brought up with you know and so they are listening to and loving and, and living vicariously through, you know, people like Beyonce, people like Nicki Minaj. I mean, I, I know mothers of little children who idolize Beyonce, who are spending three, four hundred dollars or more on these concert tickets. You know, and so if I mean, just really think about it. If that's the lifestyle that they, as mothers, are living, I mean, I, I mean, how can you? What? How great of a parent can you be? How many? How much morals can you really instill in your child if that's who you look up to? If that's who you're incorporating into your life, into your spirit, 
And I'm just asking, what, how how good can they really be? Because a lot of people don't want to talk about the word goodness. People want to act like, oh, everyone's good, and if you can't, you know, and it's saying otherwise is judging. No, we need this as Christians. We need to start judging righteously, though. That's what the Bible says. People are so stupid and so ignorant. They say, oh, you're not supposed to judge. Never, not, haven't read the Bible in years, if ever. I want to talk about what Scripture says. The Bible says as Christians we are called to judge righteously. You understand that? If I see my brother in Christ fall, I'm supposed to help him up. Sisters in Christ, you're supposed to you know, speak up. The Bible says we are to take, part, take no part in evil. You understand? You know, and instead and, and expose it. You know, speak out on it. But people don't understand that. But instead they want to say they don't judge because a lot of times what they are saying that we're judging, they see that same behavior in themselves. I do this. I've been doing this. The only people who even reference that scripture are the ones on their, who have their boobs out, their asses out, who are promiscuous, who have low self-esteem, who have a fear of being alone. It's only the worst possible people in the worst possible places who even utter those words don't judge out of their mouths. And that's no disrespect to anybody, but I'm keeping it real. Anyone else, anyone who even knows the Bible, you know what I'm saying, will, will absolutely be familiar with how we as Christians are supposed to behave. You understand that? And so when I see people like you know, Malia Obama, I don't look at her and be like, oh my gosh, she's a horrible person. No, I look at Barack Obama. I look at Michelle Obama and be like, yo, this is why. This is why uh, she's like this and, will, and most likely will get worse. See, see, a lot of people forget. A lot of people forget, you know, where they came from. They forget that I know where I came from. See, a lot of people need to understand. <laughs> Let me just... You guys need to understand, man, some of the biggest hoes come from pastors' children, you know, come from, you know, uh, children who were, were sheltered and, and not exposed to anything. So when they go away to college, they get a little bit of freedom, they just wild out. See, because I went to college, and I know what, what it was like for freshmen. You might as well just call them fresh meat. You know what I mean? They just were there, and it was like the, the, the you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. The sophomores, the juniors, the seniors, the grad students just preyed upon them. They they salivated at the mouth when they saw just new faces, new faces that hadn't been all run through and ran up, ran through like the, the, the juniors and the seniors. It's like, okay, you've been seeing them for three, four years. Like, oh, I already know their history. I already know who they are. But when you get these this fresh meat, a lot of times virgins, only have a boyfriend, you know, a couple hours away, or just broke up with their boyfriend. Oh my gosh, they're, they're just ripe for the ripe for the taking. And so, what happens a lot of times? These seniors, these juniors, they just swoop down and just corrupt them, introduce them to new things, drugs, alcohol, you know. And and it's not. I'm not. Don't even make it seem like they're being taken advantage of because you know it's all these women. A lot of times, these young girls are looking to wild out. They're looking to get drunk. They're looking to you know, go to these 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 uh, fraternity parties and and take off their clothes. Women dancing in bras, getting grinded on in somebody's basement, sipping on jungle juice, drunk, coming home, staggering home at four o'clock in the morning, getting smashed off five o'clock in the morning. That's commonplace for for college freshmen, specifically 
black college female freshmen. No one likes to talk about those those things. And as I move forward, I'm going to talk more about how those experiences tie into why so many 35-year-old women are single after living that college life. See, a lot of people don't want to make that connection. They don't want to make the connection of how getting smashed off as an 18-year-old often stays with you till you're 41. Not saying it has to, but in many cases it does because there's no repentance. And a lot of times there's, there's baggage and there's depression. There's spiritual soul ties that never are broken. And, and, you know, if you guys missed my special on how to break soul ties, how, first of all, how to identify soul ties and then how to break them, you know, listen to it. This stuff is deep. So, so, so what do we have here? We have Michelle Obama. And I just saw the video just like everybody else. I don't follow her. I don't follow her on social media, see what she does on a daily, day-to-day basis. But I will see I saw that video. You know, I mean, this is a, if you guys didn't see the video, it's a video of her at, I guess, Lollapalooza, which is some, you know, big festival, rock concert, whatever. And she's, you know, looks like she's having a good time with some of her white friends. And the song comes on, she's dancing. She literally lifts up her dress. Or her shirt, or excuse me, her skirt, or her shorts, whatever it is, she she, li- perp- she lifts it up and begins to shake her ass. She lifts up her skirt and sh- and shakes her ass cheek purposely while twerking. Now, I'll be now I'm gonna be honest with you guys, and this is the thing: like people want to, you know, this whole spirit of the antichrist, you know, following Barack Obama's every word, and he can do no wrong. I don't subscribe to it. I'm a, I, I took my antichrist immune potion, you know what I mean, several years ago. I don't I, that stuff doesn't work on me, you know what I mean. I don't know what everybody else is sipping out here, but I, I got the, the the potion, the anti antichrist potion. You know, I'm immune to it. I call it like it is. I'm not brainwashed. So if I see something with the president or anybody else, I'm going to speak on it. Okay? But I've known a lot of hoes in my life. I've known hoes. I've seen hoes. I've dealt with I've had sex with hoes. You understand that? And even the biggest hoes. I've had sex with the, the same freshman that I'm speaking about. I myself have targeted. So believe me, I'm not perfect, and I get it. I know how it goes. But even those women you know, weren't lifting up their skirts, showing thongs. Now, granted, the thong might have been exposed as they're backing it up, dancing or whatever, but, you know what I'm saying, inadvertently lifted up. But, I, you know, maybe you guys have, maybe I'm new to this. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't, I don't see too many respectable women purposely lifting up their dress to expose their ass cheek and, and start twerking. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy to me. That's that's hoish behavior to me. And what a lot of people need to realize, when you have parents breathing down your neck to the point where you're sheltered, you know, you're going to be a certain way. You, you're going to want to wild out a little bit. You're going to want to explore a little bit. So imagine what it's like having not just your parents breathing down your neck, but you got secret service, service breathing down your neck. I don't know if y'all saw the video. I don't know for sure, but it appears... That that guy that was following her with a white guy that was right by that's probably Secret Service. The white guy is like, I know darn well I wouldn't let my my daughter be out there at some party, you know, lifting her. And he looked at like, yo, what the heck? She she's lifting her ass cheek up, bouncing that ass, twerking. That's an embarrass. I would I would be embarrassed if I ever saw my daughter behave like that. I would grip her up. And and whatever I had to do, 
you know, to make, to ensure. I mean, really, to be honest with you, at that age, it's too late. You know what I'm saying? You got to, and this is where, you, you know, you really got to instill in these kids at a young age, you are beautiful. You are special. You are God's child. You don't behave in that manner. You got to instill that in them at five years old, at six years old. You got to let them know, like, yo, that's not cool to behave like that. And people want to act like everybody does it. People want to thread, like, oh, you know, you you were never that age. Well, well no, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't do certain things. Yeah, I wasn't perfect, but, you know what I'm saying? I, I never was walking around exposing my ass or pulling out my, you know, my genitals, you know, for the world to see. You gotta respect yourselves, you know. And so that's what that's where everybody's talking about Malia Obama. But let that have been one of the Bush sisters, you know, pulling their bra up, you know, or or, or Chelsea Clinton, you know, twerking ass cheeks out. See, the problem with it is when you I remember be, uh, and I've been talking about this for the last several years. Barack Obama has said. Yo, you know, I, I believe that there's no better role model than Beyonce. And he had so many great things to say about Beyonce. I'm just like, yo, like, are you, are you, that weed you were smoking back in the day must still be in your system because what you're saying is good things about, about someone who specifically has an agenda to poison young black females. And I, I just don't see how, like, as a father, I wouldn't let my daughter listen to that crap. So what's the difference? Like, why do you have other fathers who think that's okay? You know, other mothers who think that it's okay to publicly and professionally align yourself with not just her, but just people in general, you know, who, who push a negative agenda, you know, a, a negative message. You know, it's unfortunate. And so that type of behavior, guys, is, and I started out with that because that is what often sets the stage for being 21 and single, 31 and single, 41 and single, 51 and single, and not really, you know, or even, or, or dealing with someone who, you know, is not the man that God has for you, settling for not, you know, selling for you know, less than you want or deserve, you know, dealing with somebody for 10 years, knowing he's not going to be your husband, knowing you don't want to be with him, but you're afraid of being alone. That often comes from not respecting yourself as a child. So, you know, and, and you know, and you will see, I, I cannot stress enough, you will see so many people making excuses for that type of behavior, you know, co-signing that type of behavior. You know, and there's and as Christians, we should not do that. We should not co-sign it. You know, because it will only mess up these, further mess up these kids. You know, these kids now they're they're losing their virginity at 12 years old, at 13 years old. We're seeing 35 year old grandmothers. You know, or, or you know, mothers. Well, either way, I I know you know, and this is not you know, it is what it is. But I know 38 year old grandmas. You know, and it's it's crazy. Like it's like that's like me. I can't even imagine that's like me being a grandfather right now. I mean, it's possible if you if you do the math. But it's just like wow, that's crazy. So, what else is going on out here in the news, in the entertainment news? You know, like I said, and we can. You know, I'm more than open to talk about 
different things because people had a lot, had a lot to say on that thread, um, and I but I'll say this about that: um, you if and I don't knock anyone's views, you know. And I you know I host a, a show and I, I moderate an, an online forum called the Friends of the Data on Tober Show Group. But I gotta be honest with you: if you are someone who thinks that's okay, I don't want you anywhere around me. I don't want you listening to this show. I don't want you. I definitely don't want you in the, in my group. I don't want you on my friends list. You understand that? So, and that's cool. Like you can feel how you feel, but do it from over there. If you think Beyonce is a positive role model, or you think there's nothing wrong with Malia Obama or anyone else lifting up their skirt and shaking that ass, you know, then you you know you can talk about that stuff someplace else. Now, if you want to say, wow, let's pray for her, and that's unfortunate, because I wasn't even bashing. I was just pointing it out like, wow, it's no surprise that with a role model is like Beyonce that this is what you get, which is 100% true. It's obvious. You know, but, you know, some people, you know, may bash her and other groups or whatever. I mean, I don't do the bashing thing, but we got to talk about this stuff. You know what I mean? That's what we're supposed to do. What else is going on in the world? So Keisha Knight Pulliam. Now I haven't I haven't spent a lot of time talking about her. Um, I'm not sure I've ever talked about her, about her actually on this show. Now that I think about it, um, but she's she well, you know, is married to Ed Hartwell, who you guys know, you know, or well, maybe many of you know was used to be married to Lisa Wu Hartwell, who I actually interviewed on this show about three or four years ago. Um, and I think at the time she, at that time she was still married to Ed Hartwell, and uh, so they broke up, they divorced, and now she, you know, now he is uh, married to Keisha Knight Pullman, and she's pregnant. Now Keisha Knight Pullman, as you guys know, is is you know the uh, actress from the Cosby Show, Rudy, and um, went to school down south. I mean, you know, from what I, she's a very pretty girl. Um, I know she's a Delta. I haven't heard any, you know, crazy stories about her. Seems like she's done a pretty good job of, uh, you know, staying out the drama and, you know, just I don't know. I don't. I have, like I said, I haven't had anything to say about. It. I don't, haven't heard anything. Nothing crazy to really report. And so it's like, okay, well, she they got married, but evidently less than six months, you know, after their marriage, they are now divorcing. And I I saw her interview. She was on Entertainment Tonight. And I saw an interview with him, and they both they have kind of conflicting stories, you know. Basically, he's alluding to her cheating, and you know, she's saying that, you know, he he cheated, and you know, and, and was dealing with his ex, and just different things. And I, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about them, because like, I'm this is not a gossip show, so I don't I'm not, I'm not just, I don't just talk about stuff, you know, like Wendy. Well, let's just talk about this because just because just because. But what I will say is, because I want people to learn from this stuff. What I will say is, ladies, you got to, you know, allow God to choose your mate. You know, uh, love is about a lot more than, you know, a buff body, you know, handsome face, you know, a, a good job, um, money in the bank. It's it's, a, it's a lot, about a lot more than that. And, and what we see a lot of is, is, is women being single, you know, crossing that 30, you know, age of 30 threshold. And it's like, oh, my God, the first guy that comes along – who who may be a little bit different from what I'm used to, he must be the the one. But that's not always the case. You got to have, and that's one of the things that I do uh, through private counseling, is is really define what you want, 
would define what a great man is. You know, you understand that? Because once you have that definition, a lot of women, they don't have that definition. They just have, oh, he's better than I'm used to. He's different from what I'm used to. And so you don't often have an actual definition of a great man. Most women, you'd be surprised, have actually no idea what a great man is because they've never dated one. They've never been with one. They've only dated bastards and losers, and now they're single with all these bad memories. You ask them, well, what's a great man? They start naming things that the qualities that the other guys didn't have. And it's like, well, you've never, you don't, you have no idea what that is. And so you know, I don't know if Ed Hartwell is a good guy. I don't know if he's a bad guy. You know, I don't know if Keisha Knight, Pulliam, Keisha Knight Pulliam is a good woman. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know her, but I'm just speaking generally. Allow God to choose your mate. That's the first thing on how to not be single is, you know, and if you're going to, Allow God to choose your mate. You actually have to have a relationship with God, you know. And it's you know it's very hard to have a relationship with God when you are living an unrepentant, you know, living in an unrepentant state of sin. Right? I mean, let's just be honest about it. Not like I said, we all sin, but see, there's sin, and then there's living in an unrepentant state of sin. You know, and at one point in my life, I was absolutely living in unrepentance and I was a state of unrepentance and I was having sex and going to the clubs and drinking and, you know, do all types of stuff. You know, and so that I was not sorry. You know, I, I, I would sin, but I would not repent for that. It was just, that was just my lifestyle. And so, you know, even now, if I may sin now, it's like, okay, wow, that, God, I'm sorry, you know, help me do better. And, you know, hopefully that should be everyone's prayer because everyone sins. You understand that? And so that's the first step is getting out of the unrepentant. Like if you have a friend with benefits that you know you're going to call up, you know I mean, like tonight or Friday, well, you're not really sorry for that because you're, you're planning for it and you're going to plan to do it again and again. And that's just what you've made peace with. That's, that's living in an unrepentant state of sin. And so you actually, you, at that point, you actually have no relationship with God. I mean, let's keep it real. Everyone will say, oh, no, what are you, who are you to say? No, let's keep it real. The Bible says sin is something that separates you from God. So if you're living in an unrepentant state of sin, that's like if I punch you in the face, I'm not sorry for that because I purposely did it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we have no relationship. Now, if I'm walking, doing some exercises, and I accidentally hit you in the face, okay, I'm sorry for that. We can, Me and you can still have a relationship because I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry for that. I've said sorry, and I genuinely meant that apology. But if I, you, you know, if your best friend did something, you know, mean to you or ignorant to you, and they didn't say sorry, and you know they weren't sorry, are you going to have a relationship with that person? No, you're not going to have anything to say to that person. God is actually the same way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He still, doesn't mean he doesn't still love you, but he's not going to be there talking to you and the Holy. You're not going to hear the Holy Spirit. You're not going to feel that presence. You know, and so that's the and so obviously God isn't going to bless you with love. If if you're not even talking to him, hey, let me bless you with this thousand dollars, but we ain't spoke since, you know, in ten years. No emails, no texts, no calls, no nothing. But here's a thousand dollars. Let me bless you with this. Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bless somebody else with that who I'm closer to. You guys get it. A lot of people want to act like how how they want God to be instead of how it is. Nobody wants to keep it real nowadays. Even these pastors don't even keep it real. That's the saddest thing. You got pastors talking about God, but not keeping it real about God. Just read the Old Testament, and you'll see that 
you know, just how real it, it is. You know what I'm saying? People, everybody wants to read, oh, yeah, let's read about Jesus. No, let's read about, you know, God, like, before, like, prior to Jesus and how he felt about sin. Let me read some. I was going to say this for later. Hold on. Where is it at? This is crazy. I said online, I said this a couple of years ago, actually. And I remember they cussed me out. Boy, I tell you, when I, this was like when I first started doing it. They, really, they gave it to me, but, you know, I don't care. But people had that. Oh, man, they, they used, you think the psychos come out sometimes now? They used to come out every day back then. I said that in biblical times, in biblical times, women were stoned to death for the same sexual things that most women brag about today on Facebook and Instagram. I said, always respect yourself. And I and I post and I, I posted the scripture, which I'm about to read, but I posted a picture of of a woman actually in the over in the Middle East or maybe even in parts of Africa, where they actually still stone women to death today. Now, you guys know that, right? Like, that actually still happens. Like, if you are a hoe, or you uh, bring shame and dishonor to your family, there's a possibility you can be stoned to death. And so I posted a picture of people actually buried in the in the dirt, just to head out, and, you know, people actually stoning her. Because that's what, I mean, that's what happened in biblical times as well as today. I said they were stoned to death for the same things that women brag about. Did you guys know that people like Beyonce and Rihanna are actually banned from performing in certain countries because everything they sing about goes against what they stand, what these countries do? Now you don't hear about that stuff in the media because that's that's what I talk about when I when I mean media manipulation. They don't show you certain things. They only we have a very compartmentalized view. Of the world, you know the, the you know ABC, NBC, CNN. They only show you what they want us to see. But all this gay crap is banned in so many countries. You don't see all this same-sex marriage, transgender crap. That's just here, really. You know, in the countries that we really mess with like that. But uh, you know, you can't can't go over to all this gangster rap. You can't go over to like these other countries and women prance around having. You can't even show your face in certain countries. Let alone Beyonce walking around with her boobs out, ass out. You can't do that stuff. Look at what uh, Deuteronomy says. Deuteronomy 22.20 says, But suppose the man's accusations are true, and he can show that she was not a virgin. The woman must be taken to the door of her father's home, and there the men of the town must stone her to death, for she has committed a disgraceful crime in Israel by being promiscuous while living in her parents' home. In this way, we will purge evil from among you. Yeah, that's crazy, right? You know, see, a lot of people, they never read the Old Testament, so they have no idea that people, you know, for being a hoe, you could be killed. But it's okay for Malia Obama to be a hoe in her parents' home. Yo, that's cr- yo. You know what I'm saying? Malia Obama lives at the White House. She, that's her parents' home. It says here in the Old Testament that if you... <laughs> it says, it's actually kind of funny. You know what I'm saying? It says, you, she, for she has committed a disgraceful crime in Israel by being promiscuous while living in her parents' home. 
So it says she must be taken to the door of, of that house, and all the men of the town must stone her to death. And so I'm not saying Malia Obama should be stoned to death because fortunately for us, we're now living under grace. See, that's the law. That was the law of the time. We're now living under grace. Jesus Christ died for our sins. But that doesn't mean that God is pleased with promiscuous or hoish behavior. So that's the second thing that needs to be done. If you don't want to be single forever, if you don't want to be 31, 41, 51, whatever, you've got to not be a hoe. Right? You got to stop being promiscuous. Because what's happened is, you know, society has made it okay to be promiscuous. It's, it's made it socially acceptable to have friends with benefits. Every single song on the radio nowadays is about sex. And it's only on black radio, but that's a whole other topic. You know, it's because, you know, white stations, you can actually hear a good love song. You can actually hear Celine Dion, Kelly Clarkson. You know, some of these country songs. Yo, like, if I'm in my car and I'm not listening to gospel, I might listen to some of these songs, man. Like, these nice, like, love songs, man. I love, you know, I love love songs. You know, why can't, where, what's the last urban love song that you even heard? Now it's sex songs. You know, Chris Brown, Trey songs, Beyonce. Uh, you know, it's it's all about sex. And that's that's what the black community gets. We get the garbage music. You know what I'm saying? White white folk, boy, they got all the great love songs and, and and writers. Back in the day, I mean, cool, you had the Temptations, Gladys Knight, Patti LaBelle. You know, I mean, yeah, but now it's just like you can't get anything, which is unfortunate. But but Black Lives Matter, though. You know what I mean? But the black stations, the black community, only gets garbage music. So what? So you guys see what I'm saying? So what else though? We gotta stop being hoes. We gotta eliminate prom- promiscuity from our from our women. Black women are, come from a lineage of queens. You understand that? Africa queens, the head of this the the house not not the head of the household, but but you might as well say the head of the household because the women a lot of time were the, were the backbone. They made sure that the house was clean. That, Food was was cooked and prepared, and um, you know they did everything. You know, and while the husband went out, made the money, hunted whatever he did, but the women, you know, were home. They were supposed to be respectable, supposed to be classy and dignified, respected. Nowadays, these women aren't getting wiped up because they're not respected. You know, you got women walking around with asses out, thongs on. Halter tops on like crazy, man. No no bras. How, what kind of man would want to wife that up? See, a lot of times women mistake getting attention, you know, sexual attention. They mistake that for genuine interest. <clears throat> and they don't really, you know, understand. Like, well, dang, I want, you know, when I, when I dress like this or when I take out the weave, you know, men don't look at me like that. You know, well, no, because they're, they're looking for women to have sex with. But if you have a man looking for a wife, well then yeah, it's going to be a totally different thing. So, just got and I'll talk a little bit more about that the from the, you know, the physical. But, you know, I'm still I want to talk about more entertainment news. So, we got uh and, and Toya Wright actually is also divorcing Memphis. A lot of divorces. I mentioned that the other night. Toya Wright, she's divorcing uh divorcing Memphis. Uh Keisha Knight Pulliam, she's divorcing at Hartwell. 
uh, also Mary J. Blige. You know, she's actually divorcing her husband of 12 years. Now, <clears throat> one of the things I found interesting about that was that, you know, many of you may remember, a lot of these, I, I'm not, I don't brag, I'm not trying to brag, I'm not trying to, you know, I told you, so I'm not into that. I'm not, you know, I don't do that. But many of you may remember years ago, I want to say, I don't have the exact link, but you can Google it. Just Google the definition of emotional unavailability. All right, I want to say I've, I've done a few of those. I haven't done one recently, but you know, on that show, I, you know, step by step outlined exactly what that means. You know what that looks like amongst women. You know why, and you know the role that plays in women not being taken seriously. And I want to say somewhere around oh eight oh nine. Now on that show, I, I played a few songs. I know I know one of those songs that I played on that show. This is like at least oh eight oh nine. I played on that show Mary J. Blige's song "Missing You." You know, and many of you may remember that song. Or if you haven't, Google the lyrics to it. Listen to it. Look it up on YouTube. You know, and, and the the that song. When I think about emotional unavailability, that song is one of the first songs that comes to mind. It's called "Missing You," and it literally, you know, the whole song, word for word, line for line, it epitomizes what emotional unavailability is. In that, it's it's many things, but in that case, it's you know, first line of the song, I, I'm not. What is it? Uh, I'm not in love. She says, "I'm not in love." I'm not gonna sing for you. She says, "I'm not in love." But at least that's what I just keep telling myself. That's that's a crazy line just in and of itself. You know, she says, I'm not in love. At least that's what I just keep telling myself. And ask yourselves, how many single women out there have a man in their life that, you know, they know occupy, it's not love, but they, they have convinced themselves at one point that it was love. And they've convinced. They're trying to convince themselves that they're not. That they're no longer in love. You know, with this person. You know, whether it's five years, ten years, maybe that's your child's father. You know, and you're saying, "Well, I'm not in love." At least that's what I just keep telling myself. And that, for many women, many single women, is is one of the many the major reasons why they're not being taken seriously by, you know, men looking for for wives. You know, if you have a man in your life or in your past who still occupies a portion of your life or a portion of your heart, you, you guys know you can't hide that, right? You understand that? You can't hide, you know, being in love with someone or having a soul tie with someone. That soul tie has to be broken. You know, you got this guy, he calls you every so often, you guys text and it's like, okay, why don't you just leave me alone? He says, oh, I'm sorry, I'll be better. And then, it, you know, it just ends up going on and on and on. It's been that way. You guys aren't together, but it's just like he still has that role in your life. That And you, and you wonder why no one else, nothing with anyone else works out. Or wonder why men aren't, you know, coming to take you seriously. It's because of the role that he plays in your life. Men sense that. You can't have a friend with benefits. And still be found. A lot of women, what they want to do, what I, what I, what would happen ideally, is they would go from that guy that they're dealing with, you know, right to a new relationship. It's like, okay, well, we're not even in a relationship, but all right, I, I hate you. 
all right, fine, but I'm bored, so come over Friday night. We have pizza, we have some drinks, we have sex. Then I hate you again to the next time you call me. You know, but then then you're going to go out on a date with somebody else that you met at church, and then you wonder why. You know, this guy's blowing up your phone. You're ignoring, 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 ignoring. And then you're wondering why nobody, you know, that guy, things with him didn't work out. So this new guy, he's playing games. Well, of course he's playing games because you got this other dude. And maybe if you didn't have the other dude, then maybe he wouldn't be playing games. See, men aren't stupid, ladies. We're not stupid. We don't want to get our feelings hurt just like you don't want to get your feelings hurt. I'm not going to give you my heart. I'm not going to invest time and money and energy and emotion into you. And you already got another dude. You're a, you are a fool if you think that man can't pick up on that. That would be just extremely foolish to think that you can pull one over our eyes. We always know when there's another dude. So what I'm saying is if you don't want to be single, you have to actually cut that guy off. Not Again, not ignoring him. Don't just ignore him because that doesn't do anything. You have to actually end it. But the problem with is, you know, a lot of women say, well, that's no problem. But the problem with that is, is that a lot of women are afraid of being alone. And so for many women, the fear of being alone prevents them from going ahead and cutting those those ties for good. You understand that? But so with the whole Mary J. Blige thing, my point is I I talked about that then. And if you can listen, you can listen to the show. Just again, Google the definition of emotional unavailability. You know, there were at least a couple that I did, but I think even on both shows I used that song as an example. So I absolutely discussed what was going on with her and her personal life. You know, and, and many of her other songs. You know, Mary J. Blige has made a career of of writing the emotional unavailability soundtrack for so many women. You know, and it's really unfortunate that there aren't more women out here who make music, more entertainers who make actually empowering music. See, a lot of women will look at people like Beyonce or Mary J. Blige as being as empowering women. That's not empowering you guys. That's actually holding you guys hostage and captive to your emotions. True empowering music is music that tells you, hey, look, I'm I'm beautiful. I'm strong. I don't need you in my life. If you're not treating me how I want to be treated, then, you know, see ya. That's true empowerment. Not not mi- middle fingers up. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Listen, ladies, when you're listen, when you're over somebody, a lot of women don't understand this, but when you're truly over somebody and they are out of your life for good, you're not going to be giving them the middle finger. A middle finger saying F you to someone is someone that you're still hurt over. FYI, psycho members of the Beehive who are secretly listening to this show. You, those are only miserable and depressed women who are giving fingers, middle fingers up. Okay, you don't when you're over someone, you're focused on you, you're focused on your new relationship. You're not literally not even thinking about an ex. And if you if you're giving middle fingers up, then obviously you're you're thinking about that person. So we got to get out of that. We got to get back to true true empowerment music. All right. Well, but yeah, that's uh, but yeah, Mary Jo. No, no, I mentioned that. That's what I wanted to say. I meant I was uh, discussing Mary Jo on that thread, and I told you I said maybe she's divorcing, or maybe he's divorcing her because he got tired of her punching him in the face. Now, what was funny is that 
Mary J, you know, and you can Google that. All you got to do is Google Mary J. Blige punching her boyfriend in the, her, you know, at that time, I think her boyfriend or her husband in the face. And, yeah, it was like they had a little, they show, I guess they're pulling up to this event. She's going in. He's there. They're arguing. And she she's like, punches him in the face twice. I'm like, dang. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What the heck? I didn't see that on CNN. But let Chris Brown punch somebody in the face. It's national news. But Mary J. Blige, she, you know, she can punch her husband in the face and it's no big deal. A woman can slap a man and it's no big deal. And a lot of times what happens is women, the self-esteem is so low that they feel like me leaving you is not going to hurt you. You're a big, strong man. So anything that I do to you from a, you know, it, you know, emotionally, I can't hurt you emotionally because you don't really care about me. I don't have anything to offer you anyway. So that's not, I can't hurt you in that way. So let me give, let me punch you. You know, let me, let me try to hurt you that way. Let me, let me destroy your car. Let me key your car. Let me put some sugar in your gas tank. Let me smash your window, bust the windows out your car. That will hurt you. You know, but what a lot of women don't understand is that helps us. I often use the example of waiting to exhale when uh, when, when Angela Bassett, you know, went to the, the, the boardroom and, and, and smacked the, the white chick. And he was like, you know what, thank you. He said, thank you for making this easy for me. And that's, you know, it does. So, you know, being violent, ladies, it doesn't hurt us. It helps us. It makes it easier for us not to care about the pain that you're obviously in. That's crazy, right? So, you know, that th- these are some things, man. Again, I'm tonight or today, if you guys are listening, you know, I'm just talking about, you know, how to not be um, single. How to not be single forever. I'm going to go to the phone lines, man. I see, I see my man Tariq is on the phone, man. I know he's been listening. Tariq, man, what's going on with you? Hey, what's going on, Day Downs? What's up? What's good? Oh, man, you know me, man. I'm just chilling, man. This is fun to me. This is what we do. I mean, we talk about this stuff, man. This type of, see, real quick, real quick, because you guys haven't heard from Tariq before. It's the first time he's called in. But what you have heard is a lot of men over the years, different friends, different people from around the country, just kind of expressing you know, the issues that they have with women or relationships and just our experiences. And, you know, just in the short time that I've known him, I mean, he's expressed a lot of this, the same types of things that you guys are used to hearing on, on, on like, barbershop talking, things like that. Tariq, man, what's going on with you, man? You know, I'm talking tonight about uh, being women single. Why am I single? I mean, you, you know, obviously you're a married man, but what what are some of your thoughts, man? Well, you know, man, I think that a lot of, a lot of these women that you're referring to are not following God. They're following Beyonce more than God. You see what I'm saying? Right. So if they if they were more following Beyonce, I mean following God, then you know they would they would be going in the right direction of a good man, or a good man will find them. You, right. you know what I'm saying? But if you if you're if you're caught up in Beyonce, then you know a man you can't be found by a good man. Let me ask you a question because we don't often hear, you know, it's, it's rare that women hear real men. I can, you know, like I said, I, I've known you for a short amount of time, but I can actually say I believe you to be a real a real man. You keep it honest. You keep it real about women, which a lot of guys don't. So I just want to pick your brain and a lot of ladies to hear, if you, if you don't mind. Like, what are some of the things, because you're a married man, but what are the, some of the things that maybe you've experienced and, and some things that, 
you had you saw in your wife that said, you know what, she's the one. She's different from these other women out here. What made you pass over all of those other women and choose your wife? Yeah, that's a good question, bro. Um, I just saw her commitment to God. She had a relationship with God before I stepped in the picture. You see what I'm saying? So it's basically what I, I'm reiterating what I said the first time. She already had that relationship with God, so I was I was drawn to that. I knew that she would put God before me, and meaning that that was her main priority, and that would sustain our relationship, her relationship, her relationship with God. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, man. You know, so what? What, is, what about some things that? Like, you know, let's keep, I mean, back in, not going into too much detail, because, you know, some stories are just for the, just for the fellas, but, you know, what are, like, if you had to note or put out some red flags, you know, red flags that you're used to seeing from, you know, back when you were single, like, what would have made you say, "Mm, nah, she's not the one, or I gotta, I gotta leave that alone, or, you know what I mean, I can't wipe her up? It w- it would have to be. I would think it would be. I would I would say her attitude. You know um, what she was into. You know what I mean. You see, she into like for instance into Beyonce. You know that's not for me. I want I wanted a girl that was wholesome. You know that. You know we all have past, but she. You now knew that she wasn't still stuck in that way of living. She wasn't living anymore like the world. I should say. So just her mentality. I think that was the key. Mentality. Yeah, man. This is what I'm gonna do. Let me. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put you back on uh, on mute for a little bit. I want to bring you back on a, in a little bit because I got a more, I got some more stuff I'm, I want to pick your brain on. Okay. Yeah. No, that's good. All, it's all good. I'm here. Cool, man. Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Terry. You guys are gonna hear more of him. Like I said, because I believe he's a cool dude. Um, we have a lot in common actually and you know it's and it's rare. You know, if you guys notice, you could probably count them probably on one hand, men that I have you know associated associated myself with publicly, you know, on this show cuz it, it you know it's I know it's rare for you guys to meet quality men and it's even rare for me as a man to meet other what I would classify as true men of God. You, you understand that? And and you can probably count on one hand how many of those types of men that you even have ever heard on this show. You understand over the, over the last 10 or so years. And so, you know, you know so that, you know, like I said, you'll hear more from him. One of the things that, another thing, something else that's going on in the media that I saw um, that was a little bit that was really indicative of a lot of things we're talking about tonight, and uh, certainly indicative of emotional unavailability. Is I saw a headline in a news story of Nick Cannon <laughs> in Chile hanging out. Now I saw this a few weeks ago, but a couple of weeks ago we were, you know, embroiled in you know this this huge political debate like I just couldn't escape it I'm going to start feeling trapped that's why I said you know what let me just do this show on Friday let me do this 3 hour show on nothing but politics and just be done with it just so we could get back to what you know you hear right now um as far cuz this is what I really this is what I'm passionate about politics is cool and I am passionate about that but this is 
you know, what I do and, and really why I'm even in this industry to begin with, all right? But Nick Cannon, all right? Now, many of you know, may know, even a couple of years ago, I did a show, and I led this show off with with talking about how Nick Cannon was a clown. Now, historically, I've had pretty, you know, fairly good things to say about Nick. I've never really had an issue with him. You know, I said, okay, well, he, you know, he wiped up Mariah. Okay, cool, whatever. I didn't really care too much. But I had a, I took real issue with, uh, it was like, I think they were going through something. They were still married. Him and Mariah Carey, they were still married. But he went on, I think he was on Vlad TV. He was on Vlad TV talking about the sex. He was going, they asked him, like, Yo, how many chicks have you had sex with? And he literally went down the list. He was like, yeah, uh, Salida Ebanks, uh, Kim Kardashian, you know, obviously Mariah Carey. Um, he named like a whole bunch of bad chicks. You know what I mean? Like he just went down the list. I'm like, well, why are you, you know what I'm saying? Why are you, you know, putting all their, their information out there like that? You know, and then and then he was just went on into detail about him and Mariah's sex life. And at this point, they were still married. And I was like, you know what, after that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to hear, you, you're you not going to, you never have heard me talk about sex with my wife. You're not going to hear Tariq talk about sex with his wife. You're not going to hear anybody, any real man, talk about sex or any even any aspect of a sexual relationship with, with with someone you care about, let alone, you know, your wife. And so I was like, okay, I'm done with him. So Nick Cannon, first of all, be clear, is a clown. Okay, he's a clown. And so when I when I I've talked about Mariah Carey and her emotional unavailability over the last several years, even before Nick Cannon. So it wasn't really a surprise when, you know, she ended up with him and it certainly wasn't a surprise when they ended up and announced that they were divorcing. You know, I and I if you get like I said, I've as my our conversations about Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey are well documented over the years. And so when they broke up, I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. And I even said on that show, I remember said saying specifically, they're not going to be together much longer. That's the, you, you know, if you're on, you know, TV or radio speaking about your wife's sex life, you and your wife's sex life, you know, there's that's obviously going to be indicative of other bigger issues within the marriage that are they're really going on. And so I wasn't at all shocked when they uh you know divorced. So now my point being is that and this is what a lot of people need to realize. If I had to pick my top five shows, my top five informative shows, just off the top of my head I mean it'd be it's really impossible, but just off the top of my head, like the shows that come to mind in the most as far as being the most informative, top five, I'm gonna say my three night special on Think Like a Man, when Think Like a Man came, I did a the the one and only three part special. I've never done a three part special. You have uh, basically nine hours of nonstop information, the most valuable information you ever hear in your life, on the Think Like a Man three night special. Then you got my two night special on Being Mary Jane. Those two probably like hand in hand. I'm gonna say, and there were some other classic ones up in there, but I'm gonna say the top three would be. This special that I did on what Chili wants, okay, and I say it's one of the top three, one of the most, and we're talking about thousands of shows that I've done, all right, we're talking about ten years, thousands of shows, millions of downloads, 
I'm talking about this show that I'm about to tell you all about is probably, in my opinion, one of the top three most informative, and it it was entitled Why Chili Will Be Single Forever. And it wasn't just because it's chili, not because of me, but it was because everything at that time that was going on with her, it just it epitomized why so many successful women are single. So all I would say about that is if you missed it, definitely go back and listen to any of the shows that I named, all the shows that I just named, but specifically that show. Because we see a lot of beautiful women. Chili's a beautiful woman. Um, you see you know, attractive. You see successful. And then you wonder, like, wow, you know, why am I single? Why can't I, um, you know, find a man? Or, why, you know, why is love eluding me? And, um, you know, she just had this ridiculous list. You know, if you guys watched the show, and I, the funny thing about it was, I was actually supposed to be on that show. I told y'all years ago, I was supposed to be on that show. One of my contacts out in L.A. hit me up and was like, yeah, you know, I got this, this new show coming. You know, it's going to be a dating show, and I think you'd be a good fit for it. You know, it's like it's going to have a chili. But I think that, but it was supposed to be like a, I think they were going to, at that point, they were going to make it like a, a real, like a, um, like a dating show, like a, like The Bachelor or something like that. But they changed it, or whatever, I guess, into the format that we all saw it. But I, was supposed to, I wasn't supposed to, but turned it down because I was with my wife at that point. You know, we weren't together, but, I mean, excuse me, we weren't married, but we were together. And uh, I was like, nah, I'm not single. I could I was like, Dad, come on, Danny, you don't think I could, I could get on there and act like I'm single? And, you know, she's like, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She said, nah, we ain't doing it. I was like, all right, cool. Now, I wasn't trying to do it either for the, for the cycles listening. But, um... The point of all that is is that she epitomized emotional unavailability. So what do we have here? And I said then, I said on that show, which was probably back in, what, 08, 09, 2010, what, maybe 11, whatever, whatever time that show aired, we did the show. You know, and I said then, this, the title of this show is Why Chili Will Be Single Forever. And if that show if that show was done minimum five years ago, probably more than that, but minimum five years ago, and she's still single today, and now she's dealing with what I've just identified as being one of the biggest clowns, Nick Cannon, you guys have to understand how this stuff works. You have to understand. You cannot have those types of views. You cannot have that type of mentality and personality. What did Tariq just say? He said that type of attitude and expect a quality man, a real man, to take you seriously. And anyone who watched that show, you saw how she was interacting with Floyd Mayweather, who was smashing that off at the time, that she's actually going out with these different dudes. I mean, how is that for irony? She's doing the show to find love. She's going on these dates with these multiple dudes, but Floyd is smashing it on the actual show. Floyd is hitting that. Like, how do you – and she really expected men, any of those men, to take her seriously? And you got to do, you got Floyd Mayweather coming to, to knock it off. And now she's got Nick Cannon knocking it off. And now she's, I'm sure she's still wondering, like, well, Dad, why can't I find love? Well, you're, you're, you have a friend with benefits. You know, I, I was saying that. That was 10 years ago or eight years, whatever it was. Chili will be single another eight years, unless we see a huge, or maybe we won't see. And probably we shouldn't see. Hopefully she will have a, a, a total. Uh, change of heart and change of mentality and attitude. 
You know, but I find it hard to believe that we'll see that change as long as she's in the spotlight. That's what I'm saying. I hope we never hear from Chili again, and she just really does some self-reflection because the road she's going on now, she'll she'll be 60 and single. You know, which would be unfortunate, but not surprising. And they, and they even made. If you read the article, I think one of the quotes was she even made it made it a, you know, a, a point to say that we're not together. We are quote unquote hanging out. We're hang, we're we're chilling. We're hanging out. Well, come on, you know what? You know what I mean? Nobody's stupid. You know what I mean? And Nick even said, he even said, like, look, right now, I'm not. He said, look, I'm still married. He said, I'm not trying to, you know, get into anything serious. I'm just trying to have fun right now. So, what do you think they're doing? I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science. You know, and you know, and how? But how many? A lot of women say, well, that's chilly. But, you know. What? How many other women can relate to that type of uh, behavior? How many men do you hang out with? How many guys have you hung out with over the years? A lot of women going on 20, 30 partners wondering why they can't get wifed up. Well, come on, lady. You got to stop hanging out with these dudes. I mean, it's not, and it's not, that's not judging. That's not, you know, um, you know, it's not, bashing women but at the same time i mean if you apply for a job most jobs not all jobs but most jobs want you to look a certain way you got to carry yourself in a certain way professional dress um you got to have some type of maybe college degree some people want you to have a certain level of experience certain level of internships or certain certain things like that that's what you know most jobs require you know so it's not hard to understand that if you're looking for love, a man is going to have similar requirements. He's going to want you to look a certain way. He's going to want you to act and talk a certain type of way. He's going to look for certain things as far as your background. Just like a job does a background check on you, if, if negative things come up on the background check, then guess what? You don't get the job. You know. So the key for you ladies is because you're going to get a background check done. And I'm not talking about you know a, a credit report or Criminal background check. A lot of men are not worried about that. They're worried about your sexual background check. And nobody wants to talk, not even the pastors. Nobody wants to talk about the sex, the sex check, the whole facts. I sell cars. A lot of people say, well, yo, do you have a car facts? Guess what, ladies? These men want the whole facts. They want to know if you were a hoe. You know, and that's just real. Now, again, it doesn't ma- It doesn't mean. That you were perfect back then doesn't mean that you didn't do certain things. But it's like a car. You see, all right, you want to see if that repair has been done. Okay, you got a case in point. You may see a car. I sell cars. You see see a car for, you know, it's a 05 vehicle. It's got 150,000 miles. That's about right for that year. So you say, okay, well, what's going on with the trans? Trans is probably bad, so you're a little skeptical about, about buying it. But when you go into Carfax, what do you see? Transmission replaced. Oh, you're like, oh, snap. That car, you know what I mean? That car's got a brand new trans in. I'm cool. So trans probably only had 40,000, 50,000 miles on it, or if it's not a brand new trans. So that car is good. Oh, motor was replaced. So instead of being skeptical about buying a new, or excuse me, an 05 used vehicle, you feel fairly confident because you see right there, based on the report, it has a new trans and a new motor. 
Same thing with you guys. Okay, fine. Maybe you did certain things in the past. But based on your actions, based on this report that I'm currently running on you, I see that you've given your, your life to God. I see that you've changed your whole ways. I see you don't dress how you used to dress. I see you're posting Bible verses and posting positivity instead of idolizing Beyonce on your social media pages. I see you're not out there in your bikini. Yes, you went away on vacation, but you don't, have, you don't feel the need to post the, put the bikini shot as your profile picture like so many of these women do. You see how that works, ladies? It's okay. I'm not saying you got to be perfect, but men want good women. Nobody wants to wife up a hoe or a perceived hoe. A lot of women aren't even hoes, but they feel like they have to present themselves as hoes in order to get the attention of men seeking wives, and you don't have to do that. So what else is going on out here? So who else? Tamar and Vince. Evidently, they're supposed to be divorcing. I don't know if that was true or not, but, I mean, you know, I did a whole show on the Braxtons, and I discussed Tamar, and, you know, I don't think that should be a surprise to anyone. I don't even think I need to go too deep into that, but her attitude is not good. You know what I mean? Her attitude is not good. And if you think you can have an attitude like that, you should expect to end up like some, with someone like Vincent Herbert. Now, do I know Vince? Hey, no. But if that's the type of guy you want to end up with, hey, more power to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see how this stuff works out? Mariah, I mean, Chili ends up having sex with Nick Cannon. You know, Kim Kardashian, who epitomizes emotional unavailability, ends up with Kanye West. You understand that? Beyonce, we already know what she represents, ends up with Jay-Z. And now the problem with that, that to people like us listening into this show, everyone sees that in the same exact way. It's like, oh, dang, I wouldn't want a man like Jay-Z. But for the worldly people, you know, they're like, what do you mean? Jay-Z's a businessman. He's a billionaire. They're putting money. They're thinking money. They're thinking dollar signs. But anyone who knows what's up, like, wait a minute, Jay-Z's a Satanist. And we'll tell you he's a Satanist. That's the irony. They will, he will tell. He will. Jay Z has specific. A lot of people don't even know what they're listening to. He has specifically said, "You understand that I do not believe in God." You know, I have, and he's expressed, you know, specific ideologies that 100% conform with modern day Satanism. And the problem with is people don't know how to recognize it. That's why I say he said he's a no. Jay Z hasn't come out and said, "Hey, uh, everyone, guess what." I am a Satanist who, you know what I mean? No, of course not. But when you understand what Satanism is all about, it's like saying, hey, look, I'm a Christian. I believe in the blood of, uh, the blood of Christ. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm forgi- you say, like, if you say things like, I'm forgiven for my sins, anybody with two sins is going to be like, oh, okay, that's a Christian. You know what I'm saying? But Jay-Z comes on TV and says, well, hey, do as thou wilt. Anyone who understands what that means is going to be like, oh, okay, he's a Satanist. It's the same ideology. You know, I don't have, you don't have to know, I don't have to tell you I'm a Christian for you to understand, okay, Dadon believes in Jesus Christ. You know, there's a number of other ways that you, you can know that. And it's the same thing. And one of the things I try to do with this show is just, you know, help educate people on what other beliefs. Just like somebody says, hey, look, I don't eat pork. You know, oh, okay, that's a Muslim. Okay, hey, I'm thinking on taking, another, taking on another wife. Okay, that's a Muslim. I pray five times a day, oh, that's a Muslim. Okay. You know what I mean? I thought this hand sign, well, guess what? 
I'm a Satanist. You know, I'm a celebrity trying to sell my soul. For, you know, who has sold his soul for fame or fortune? Guys, see how that works. We're seeing what else is going on out here. It's crazy. Um, Drake has a new song out, <laughs> and it's crazy. I, I see women singing this song. I see women get getting excited. You ever heard that song? I shouldn't have to f for for free. Was it sex so good? I shouldn't have to f for free. And and women women get horny to that song. They they get excited when they hear. It. They start. You know, dancing, touching. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? You, yeah, you're a little too hype. You know, and and, and you say, I don't know. Is it just me? Is it just me? Cause I shouldn't have to. Like, what are you saying? You know what I'm saying? You're saying you, your sex is so good that you should you should charge for sex. You shouldn't have to have sex for free. So that's basically you saying you should charge for it. Well, what what are men or excuse me, what are women? Who charge for sex, who charge money for sex Those are called prostitutes Those are whores And what we're seeing here Is the the transformation Of black women, as I told you guys In the beginning of the show From quality women into whores That is the agenda So what do you do? Like, listen, Drake came out And what, like maybe Five years ago, five, six years ago He hasn't been out a long time In five years Drake has amassed a $100 million fortune. Go on right now. Drake's net worth is close to $100 million if it's not, And that was a little while ago I checked it. He's over $100 million in, in in five years. And so you really got to ask yourself, like, wow, why would they give somebody $100 million? Well, because he's pushing the agenda forward. Go online right now. If you don't understand how the, you know how he got that hundred million dollars, just Google Drake six six six. Let's just real quick Drake six six. Just go ahead Google Drake. Oh, what we got here? Yes. Oh my goodness, all types of stuff comes up. So, and you got. I'll let you guys do your own research. But my point is, you're you're aligning yourself with a satanic agenda and with the same agenda that this country is is basically founded upon, and this entertainment industry is. is Based upon, and so when you and you see songs like this that are obviously designed to to cause to take women away from class and respectability and put them into that sexualized state of mind. It's a very popular song amongst women. Very popular, you know, and so. That it, you know, you cannot be a celebrity in today's society without doing your part. You have to do your part to push the agenda forward. Drake is doing his part. That song is just one indication. I mean, you got this is someone, someone in every song now. You hear six six six. Like yo, what I've never, I've been. You guys know me. I've been talking about this for years now. You guys have been talking, you know, more than certainly more than five years, and now. You actually have Drake. You hear this in his song. You know now, you know the the skeptics and the other say, well, they don't. He's not. He, it's not that type of sex. No, he's from Canada, and that's the zip code over around, around over. There. Stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop. Come on. It's not. No, it's you don't. You can say you can represent your zip code or your area code. Excuse me. 
you know, without putting it into your music in a way that says 666. Like, come on. He's representing. And it's amazing that no one is even talking about it. I've never heard any. I've never heard anyone even mention. How do we have artists, not even pastors, we have artists now putting 666 in their music blatantly. What, what else he say? He said uh, in one of his songs on, on his new CD, he says, a whole lot of six, a whole lot of sixes, but I'm still yelling out hallelujah. I said what? <laughs> a, a whole lot of sixes, but I'm still now that's a that's what Jay Z has become known famous for become famous for with being uh, what's known as a double entendre. Because you know obviously he wants you to think that the sixes are referring to a sort of car. You understand that a nice vehicle. You know, but it's not. That's not that. That's that's the reference. That's the that's the play on words. It's a whole lot of sixes. Not a whole lot. It's, he's talking about three sixes, meaning his allegiance to Satan. But he says, "I'm still yelling out, Hallelujah." Good. Look, listen to it. Listen to listen to the song. It's right there on his uh on his album. And so that's that's another thing is that we have so many women as far as being single, we have so many women embracing celebrities like Tariq said, like Beyonce, like Drake, like Nicki Minaj, you know, and you can't you can't serve two masters. Understand that? Now, I was watching uh what was I watching? Uh Music Moguls. I mentioned this I think last week when I was live, but I want to go into a little bit more detail. I was watching Music Moguls on BET, and I actually posted about this in the group. And uh, you got Dame Dash's um, Dame Dash's on there. He's one of the moguls. It's Dame Dash, Snoop Dogg, uh, Birdman, uh, Jermaine Dupree, and you know Dame Dash is on there, and he's you know talks about how he's bi-coastal. He's you know doing some things in LA and then doing some things in North Carolina, and he. Uh, you know, he's trying to get this money back that he put out for this this film, and what was interesting is that he has this um, this this girlfriend, you know, who he's with. Uh, I forget her name, um, and Ra- Raquel actually, and she's white, and she seems to be very supportive, you know. And I don't like I'm not saying anything about black women or you know. Although I will say, since we're talking about women being single. One of the things, black women being single, one of the major complaints of black men that I've heard and even have experienced myself uh, with different relationships is that many men are not feeling like women have their back, you know, from day one. What we see a lot of in, in today's society is many African-American women growing up in a household without a father and really helping their mother raise the family, whether they're, whether it's, you know, getting a job, whether it's doing different things around the house, but the father not being there, and they take on this very independent mentality. And so what often happens is that women, many black women, unfortunately, have this what I call an independent woman syndrome, and they don't know how to. They have a lot of trouble, you know, separating the independence from really dependence in a relationship. Now, I women say, well, what are you talking about? A woman shouldn't be dependent on a man. Well, actually, she should, which is not a bad thing. 
Because biblically, the man is supposed to be the head of the household. So if he's leading, that means that she is depending on him to lead her. And, th- and there's nothing wrong with a man depending on a woman. I like to think my wife and I depend on each other. You see how that works? But if you're de- so if you're depending on each other for different things, you you can't have any person with an independent way of thinking. And so what often happens is we see a lot of women who that's just what they've experienced growing up, so they're not able to separate the independence from the the needed dependence, and so that's a turn off to the man. You know, a lot of women have already bought you know houses and cars and have 401ks and have you know nice jobs and a lot of money saved up and different things which is great there's nothing wrong with that but understand the man is still the head of the household guess what even if he hasn't amassed x amount of dollars or you know a certain job a lot of women are saying well if i have x y and z already i need a man who also has x y and z or needs to have more than X, Y, and Z. It's like, whoa, where, where does it say that in the Bible? Well, a man has to be a provider. Okay, a man can provide. doesn't necessarily have to mean that he has all of this stuff prior to you or, or whatever. It just means he's going to provide. And a lot of women are allowing society or their girlfriends to dictate their definition of provision. And it's not about that. You know, a lot of women are saying, well, I'm not going to, you know, grow. I'm not going to live how I grew up. My mother struggled and my sister struggled and I struggled, so I'm no longer going to struggle. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to meet, you know, the only deal with a man who's going to make it so that I don't have to struggle. And, I mean, that's, you know, you can have that mentality if you want to, but that mentality is probably going to leave you single. And that's not, and why is this? That's not to say that you have to struggle, but the problem with it is men don't even want a woman with that mentality. I know men who've, who make good money and who are good men, but women who, who have said, well, I, have, I, I make more than that. You know, I make 100000 and he only makes 60000 so he's not on my level. And the most ridiculous thing they're saying is we're unevenly yoked. I'm like, what? Like what the heck? what does what does that even have to do with anything? You you understand what I'm saying? And we got to get we got to get out of that. You know, we got to get out of that um to 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 out of saying you have to be on my level. Being on your level is at is on your level with Christ. That's the definition of evenly yoked. You understand that, guys? So my point on, uh, as far as Dame Dash on Music Moguls is, she seems. I don't like I said. I don't know everything they have going on. I'm certainly not saying he's a you know a man of God or anything like that. But from what I've seen on the show, she appears to really have his back. She appears to be very supportive of his career choices, and, you know, and that is one of the major pieces of a quality relationship, being submissive. Many, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys, many African-American women have a serious, serious problem with submission, and a lot of those problems are because they are not used to dealing with a man 
who is worthy of submitting to. All right, and I'm just you know, like I said, we. I'm not. I don't want you guys to get it twisted. It's not about white women versus black women. Although I did a, I just reposted a, the link. I did a show several months ago with that actual title, um, black women versus white women, or actually it was called dating differences. It was a two part series. I did a special on middle Middle Eastern women versus African American women, and then white women. Uh, compared to African American women, and just, just not saying one or you know one is better than the other, but just looking at different cultural differences, and um, so check it out if you if you missed either one of those shows. Um, yeah, but she, like I said, she seems to be a uh, you know a quality. I wouldn't say she just seems to be a supportive woman. I'll just say that because I don't know what else she has uh, going on. Uh, what else is going on out here, man? Um, there's there's a lot of stuff um, that. The media doesn't touch on, you know, as far as being single. And I, I mentioned the friends with benefits piece. One of the things that you often you often don't hear a lot about also is the male friends piece of it. Okay, um, we you know you see a lot of, and I'm not even talking about sexual friends. I'm just talking about male friends. And in, it, it, I'll say in many cases, not all, but in many cases you see women who have been intimate previously, you know, with these men. You know, what am I, what am I talking about? Okay, well, you're 35, and you're friends with this guy who you've known for 15 years. And, oh, that's just my, I look, that's like my brother. You don't have to worry about him. We don't even look at each other like that. Okay, but what you don't tell him is that back in college, on one night when you guys, you know, end up studying late at night for, this, for your midterm, you, you happen to sleep with each other. It only happened once, you know. So, now, but you know, and you don't even tell them that. You, it, it's so out of your mind, you don't even tell them that. And that is dishonest. That is, it's, a, it's called a lie of omission. And male friends are something. I'll say this: non-platonic male friends are something that keep a lot of women single. Okay, it's and it's unfortunate because it's unnecessary. <clears throat> well, a lot of women don't understand the difference. Platonic, you know, having a, a friend that is of a platonic nature is is someone that there is no attraction to. There's never been an attraction to. There's certainly never been anything sexual with, anything physical with. It's it's your friend. It's meaning like you literally look at that person like your brother or your sister. And I and this is very uncomfortable for many women because they have actual male friends that are unfortunately of a non-platonic nature. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, ladies, but if you have non-platonic male friends, you are going to be single. Okay, what am I talking about? Okay, he likes you, or you met him. He tried to talk to you in the, in the club, or you know, and y'all it didn't work out, and so y'all talked for a little bit, y'all dated, but you decide just to be friends. Guess what? That's not platonic you know you you back in the day you guys kissed but now you guys are just friends guess what you know that's not platonic oh by the way he took my virginity not (laughs) that's not platonic you know what i'm saying and so you can't have those types of those i'm just telling you you're gonna be single you can be mad at me you can say it's not okay it's not you know it's not fair i don't care what you say you know what i mean you're going to be single the non-platonic friends 
have to be 100% removed from your life. The reason for that is because you're asking a man to be uncomfortable. That's like me buying a car. I'm looking for a car. I like this car. This car is cool. I went to the lot to buy the car, but the seat doesn't work. You know, like you, you know how you you slide it forward, you slide it back and forth. The back goes back, and then the whole thing goes side to side. You know, what I mean? but it doesn't work. So I like the car, but I got to drive the car like I'm a midget. I got to drive the car squished up. I like the car, but it's uncomfortable to drive the car. So you're asking me to buy a car that I'm uncomfortable driving. I can drive it. I mean, it's drivable. I can fit in, but I'm not comfortable. So guess what? I'm not going to buy that car. I like the car, and I would probably buy the car if the seat worked. But because it doesn't work, then I'm not going to buy the car. Ladies, these men aren't knowingly going to buy a car, so to speak, get into a relationship that they're uncomfortable with. You got this male friend who took your virginity. You got this male friend who we as men know like you. We know he likes you. You understand that? We we already know the deal. He's now he's he's not stupid. He's not gonna, you know, mess up your whole friendship and try to, you know, feel up on you and mess you know, mess up the whole thing, but you know, he's playing the role. If you say, hey, look, take this ass, you know what I mean? Guess what? He's going to take it. So that's not the type of man that we want around our wife or our girlfriend or our fiance or anything like that. And the problem with it is most, what a lot of women don't understand is we are not going to settle. Most, the best men don't settle for less than they want or or deserve. And you And you as women shouldn't either, but I know for sure we aren't going to. You know, and so that's the male friend piece of it. Now, a lot of women, as I mentioned earlier with the whole Mary J. Blige, you guys have men that you still have a a, a thing for. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you still love this person. You still, you know, fantasize about this person. You still cry over this person. So why would anyone choose to be with someone who is obviously holding a torch for someone else? It, it just it, it doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen. What else is going on, man? Can we talk about the physical for a second? Because I got to get out of here. Y'all, y'all, y'all not going to keep me here all afternoon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But can, can I just talk real quick about the about the physical? Because if you, and if you've noticed, watch this. This has been about a two hour show so far, and. Most of the time I've been talking about, I haven't even mentioned the physical. I really haven't said anything about I've, I've talked about emotional. I've talked about personality. I've talked about attitude. You understand it? And those are the most important pieces. A lot of women out here focusing on how they look. It's not about that. These men, don't, I mean, they care, but the most important things are the things I've been talking about, the, um, what's inside. Because when we think sex, we think physical. We think love, we think emotional. We think attitude, we think mental. And so what I but at the same time, physical is important. That, but that is why I saved it for last, because it's not at all at the top of the list of of importance. A a, a major thing, guys, and everybody's about to say, Oh boy, he's about to talk about the weeds. I'm not even talking about the weeds right now. Right now I'm gonna talk about 
you have to take care of yourself. You know, I'm not saying you have to look like a Barbie doll. I'm not saying you have to look like, you know, um, you know, have a body like Beyonce or some of these Instagram models. But at the end of the day, you have to love yourself. And when you love yourself, that's going to be, um, you know, indicative uh, by how you carry yourself. You know what I mean? You you are going to be the type of woman who is going to work out. You're going to get your hair done. You're going to get your nails done. You're going to try to take care of your body. You're not going to be a slob. You're not just going to eat and eat and eat and never exercise or just, you know, not take pride in your appearance. We want someone who, when, when you love yourself, if you love yourself, you're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? So we want someone who loves themselves. You know, we, you know when you love yourself, you're not going to be all used up by being somebody's Friday night booty call. And when, you, when you're when you somebody's sex uh, slave, somebody's sex toy, somebody's Friday night freak, you know, that is going to not only have a spiritual and emotional effect on you, but it's also going to have a physical effect. And so you really have to respect yourself by um, respecting your body, you know, and taking care of your body. Now, you know, now obviously with the whole taking care of your body, you know, I've heard different things with the the hair care. I mean, that's that's a piece of it. I mean, I'm just going to simplify it. I mean, ladies, you want to wear a weave, you want to wear braids, you want to wear a wig. I mean, you wear what you want to wear, but I, I'm just going to say this. I personally don't know any man. I've never met a man in my 38 years of life that prefers a woman with a wig or weave or any type of fake hair over a beautiful, nice, fresh hairstyle that's theirs. I've never met that. Ask her, you'll, you'll, and I, don't, I challenge anyone, you will never meet a man who prefers fake over real, never. Whether it's fake boobs, fake butt, fake hair, everyone wants real. You understand? And, not, and, that's, and that's putting it mildly. That's the politically correct way of saying it. The reality is I know tons of men, including myself, who can't stand weeks. You understand that? Wigs, weeds, whatever. And so when you have something that you either prefer one way or if there are certain things that you absolutely can't stand, then, I mean, you, you know, common sense has to kick in. And you got to ask yourself, like, well, why would he, why would he, if he prefers a woman with real hair, why not just marry a woman with real hair? And I mean, it's just a, and it's just a question. I mean, it's just it's just a common sense question. You've really got to ask yourself that. Now, I mean, if he prefers fake over real, then all right, cool, I can understand that. But what man do you know prefers fake anything over real? You know, and that's that's all. The, and so, a lot of times, what I've found is that, you know, a lot of men are just saying, "Hey, look, I don't want that." You know, I want a woman who doesn't wear that. And so that's why I'm not wifing up these women because you see nine nine out of ten women are walking around here with fake hair. I've had I'm telling you specific things that men have said. You know, the only time I've ever seen my wife with a weave in or any type of fake hair was literally on our wedding day. Like on the wedding day, like in the wet like the the wet the style of her hair for the wedding it just you know, you needed like that little thing in the back. I don't know what the heck it is, but you know y'all ladies. That's it. Anything outside of that was uh, real hair. Get, but also, did you know that any other any women that I've ever dated in my entire life 
have only worn real hair. And then some men are just like that. Now, if you're a weave wearer, hopefully you will find someone who's not like me. But, again, I don't know who they are or where they are. You know, what I mean? I've never met those men who prefer fake over real. And that's all I'm saying. You know, I've, over the years I get, you know, oh, my gosh, Dadon, you know, how can you say that? And I'm just like, look, man, i got, got to keep it honest. So another thing that's um, that I've found as far as why many women are single is, um, you know, their, their social media. And I'm thinking I'm really going to have to have a part two of this because um, there's so many more things that I want to uh, touch on. Can you imagine that? All the things I've already touched on, and there's still tons of more things to explain, accurately explain why so many women are single. But one of the mo- most most important things is, and I think this is one I'll, I'll end with, is is social media. You know, a lot of women do not fully understand or understand at all the importance of their social media resume, as I like to call it. You know, Facebook is, you know, and really Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You know, it's like you go on a job interview. You're going to take your resume. You know, the, the recruiter who is seeking a, a an applicant for a position, you know, he's they're going to be looking for certain things on your resume. They look at it before you get there. They look at it when you get there. So why do you think if you're dating someone, ladies, he's not going to look at your social media profile before he's dating you as well as while he's dating you? And what he finds there is what's going to determine whether or not you get that job. You know, if we're talking about dating, whether or not that man takes you seriously. So what are some – and if you guys take – you know, get your pens out. If you guys are taking notes, um, there's – I did a very – and this is probably – the number four all-time show, you know, in addition to the ones that I named, but it was a two-night special on Red Flags. If you never listen to another show I've ever done, listen to these two shows. Just Google this. Dating Red Flags, right? Just date Red Flags in Dating and Relationships, part one, but then part two was Social Media Red Flags where I literally itemized exactly what red flags men see on your social media profile that will be red flags to us. A lot of women say, well, I don't like the fact that he has this. You're looking at your red flags as far as things that you don't like to see. But very few women I've found even think, let alone care, about red flags to us as men. And so I don't, you know, because like I said, there's so many. That's why I'm just saying, listen, because that – each of those was a three-hour show. You see what I'm saying? Of of just red flags. You know, and so, um, but I will say a few of them, just for today, um, you're, if we're talking about Facebook, a lot of times it's not just, I mean, it's both. It's, it's what you do put out there, and, and it's what we don't see. A lot of times we're looking specifically for signs that you are a woman of God, we're looking for signs that you would make a great wife. We're looking for signs that you'd make a great mother. But then at the same time, we're, we're, we're looking to not see um, a whole bunch of, like we just talked about, male friends. We're looking to not see a whole bunch of ex-boyfriends or a ex-boyfriend who just happens to, you know, leave his, you know, his scent, 
so to speak. That's what dogs do. They piss on fire hydrants to leave their scent. And that's what men do. They'll they'll leave a comment on your page just to, you know, let other men know, hey, look, this is you know, she's spoken for, or this is someone that I'm I'm smashing or have smashed. You know, that's what I mean, men do that. Hey sexy, hey beautiful. And the the craziest thing, I see it every single day. It's it's so unfortunate. But I don't judge. And I don't go looking for like if people ask me, Hey Daydon, you know, can you do a, a Facebook profile analysis for me? Can you just look at my page to see like, you know, what you see and what you Well then yeah, I'll do it, but I don't just go, Hey, you know, you should check no, I'm not I'm not gonna impede on anyone's free will or anything like that. I'm a, you know, if you ask me and you guys can ask me, inbox me. Anyone who inbox, hey Daydon, check out my page, I'll do it for free. But I see a lot of red flags, a lot of comments. Hey, sexy. Hey, beautiful. You know, oh dang, you just you just, you should just come on over. When are we when are we gonna spend some quality time together? I mean, just all types of stuff. And then a the woman's wink y'all y'all are winking back, winking smiley face back. That little back and forth, that little online flirting is 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 relationship and dating suicide. You just if you if you have those guys on your profile, you just you're just asking to be single. You're just asking for a man to not take you seriously. And it's the craziest thing is because you're not even serious about the guys that you're you're flirting with. I mean, I've seen sexual dates set up on in the comment section. It's like, yeah, you couldn't handle this. Mm-hmm, you don't know nothing about this. I could, you had to call me first to to to, to find out. And it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna call you now. What's your number? Well, here's my number. No, or inbox me. I'll give you one. I'm like, what the heck? Like, do you know everyone is seeing this, and will see it forever? And that's another problem. So many women, like, you wouldn't go on a uh, on an interview with an out of date resume. You wouldn't take your resume from 2007 on a resume. I mean, an interview you're going on tomorrow. But women on there have, you know, if their pictures from 2007. Nowadays, you got memories popping up in the news feeds. You got, um, you know, old old comments popping up and stuff you were tagged in from 2002. And it's just like, you. You know, men see that, and I'm not saying you have to go and delete stuff, but you you got to be aware of what's there, because if you think that these men aren't scrolling back and getting the and forming their own opinion of your history and your level of respectability and and classiness and all that and, you know level of morals and values and ethics, you know you're crazy. That is one of the tools, one of the major tools that men are using to. Uh, to, to formulate an opinion on you, you know, and, and some may call it judging, some may say, well, that's not fair, I mean, you could say, see, that's the thing, I don't really care what people think about me, they're like, well, you said this, and I'm like, look, I'm just keeping it real, you don't have to like it, you don't have to think it's fair, you don't have to like me for saying it, but this is, everything I'm saying is true, if you're a woman who has all these pictures from 2004, 2005, when you went to Cancun, you got your ass out, boobs are hanging out, bry out, somebody, some guy grinding on you, drunk grinding on somebody in, in a club somewhere, and you just happen to leave that picture. You can leave it up. You know, that's perfectly your right to leave up. But if you think that somebody is going to wife you up, with, you know, meaning give you his heart, give you his ring, give you his last name, 
without looking at you might as well say every picture that you've ever taken, you don't know men. And men probably wouldn't even keep it real with you because they don't want to seem like stalkers or psychos for even admitting that they do that. I'm just telling you that that's what happens. So so just know that every single picture, every single relationship, you know what I'm saying, will be scrutinized, you know, heavily. You know, it's crazy. And so, I mean, you know, it, it, my my thing is, if you're a classy woman, you don't have anything to worry about. But if you're a freak, then you probably have a lot to worry about. You, you feel what I'm saying? And that's where you got to just change your ways. The good, the thing, of, and then and then there's the there's the Instagram, that, and don't even get me started on the the discrepancy between Instagram and and Facebook. Because a lot of women have multiple personalities. They got their Facebook profile. Then they, they have this whole different persona that gets projected on Instagram and Twitter where they just, you know, it's the vacation pics, it's the party pics, it's the, the drinking pics, it's the freak pics. And a lot of times it's not even their real names on there. So a lot of women, they feel like they can be just totally, you know, anonymous. Whereas Facebook, it's like, okay, you are, you know, Jan Smith or, you know, whoever, Kelly Brooks, you know, on Facebook, on 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 Instagram and Twitter is, you know, is, is cutie with a booty, light-skinned freak chick. Like, I'm like, what? Like, what? How did you even choose that? How did you choose that name? You know, and then you go, you click on the profile and it's just like, oh, I see why you chose that name. <laughs> So, um, I mean, you know, there's so much stuff, you know, there, there's so much, there's so much stuff and I want to, I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, the, the ladies have been, and I see a lot of people listening and hopefully more will listen to the, to the archives, um, pass this information along because everybody knows someone who has a single friend, a single mother, you know, a single cousin, whoever, who, who probably, Either doesn't have this knowledge, or I mean, I just, it just doesn't have this knowledge, you know. Or it, and maybe even if they've heard this knowledge, they're not putting it in the forefront. They're not like using it to live their lives, you know. And, and but yet they still want love. And so, um, yeah, man, this is what I want to do. Um, I, I want. I did this before. I mentioned the I'm a, I'm gonna wrap it up tonight, but real quick, if you if if you guys heard anything on here that you feel like wow, you know, I want to take this to the next level, maybe private coaching, some counseling would be beneficial. Call me eight five five fifty five date on, email me info at trctoday dot com. Talbert relationship counseling is what I've been doing for the last ten years. I've helped you know you you guys all see it. You've seen many you know married couples now. Um, you've seen many married people, many people who are now happy as re- a result of that. So if that's you know what you'd like, reach out to me. Um, what I'd like to do is I'm going I'm to close out with, I'm going to play the, that Mary J. Blige song that I was referencing earlier in the show. You know, a lot of people, they've never heard that song or maybe have heard it and but didn't realize the the, the importance and the magnitude and just just exactly how epitomizes uh, emotional unavailability. So 
I'm gonna wrap it up, and um, like I said, there's so much more. So look out for for a part two on uh, on today's special. And, and like I said, guys, real quick, just to clarify, real quick before I play the song, this is important. Most of you are used to um, at night at nine o'clock, even if I'm not live, there's always a archive show playing. Every day you t- you know you turn on your show or you turn on the computer, there's going to be a show on at 9 o'clock, whether I'm live or whether I'm not. It's been that way. You guys know that. So that's what you're used to. As When I do these, the Ask Day Don Advice lunch hours, which really work out well for me, actually. I'm just having two kids, a wife. It definitely works out pretty good. So I'm going to be doing more of them. So when I do the afternoon shows, just know there's not going to be any show on at 9 o'clock. Okay. So when you hear you tune in at nine o'clock and you hear silence, that will only be because I was live earlier that day. And so if you missed it earlier that day, then you can take that time and listen to it, you know, that night. So just wanted to clarify that because some people did ask me, like, yo, I tuned in on Friday, it wasn't a show on at nine. It's because we were I was live at twelve o'clock that day. So you can't I can't add two shows in one day. All right, guys. So thank you for uh, listening in. Spending your work day with me, hopefully, help the day go by a little bit faster. For those of you who are at work, those of you listening to the archives, I appreciate the support. Thank you. And listen, this is Mary J. Blige, Missing You, epitomizes emotional unavailability. Talk to you all later. I'm not in love. It's just some kind of thing I'm going through, going through, going through. And it's not infatuation.